Welcome to this week in Marymount Warrior Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer, and we're joined here on the winter season premiere by Marymount AD Tom Narl. Tom, first of all, we understand you had to have a knee procedure uh, over the winter break. How are you feeling physically? Well, it's a new year, and we have new parts, and so uh, <laughs> so far so good. So yeah, it's been, uh, two weeks now, and uh, things are going well. We're back at work and back in the grind, so I appreciate that. But everything's going well so far. Good, good, good. Uh, before we get into talking about the uh, the winter sports here, and uh, obviously in a full swing there, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, I know we're here to talk about the student athletes and the teams that are out there, but we got, I got to brag on you a little bit here. Uh, for those that don't know, you received a Distinguished Service Award from the National Interscholastic Scholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Uh, had to go to a banquet in Maryland back in December. Uh, only one of 10 ADs across the country to receive this award. Uh, congratulations, first of all. And then uh, t- tell us about the experience going to this banquet out in Maryland. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, it, it was great. It's uh, our, our national conferences every year around that time, and so this year was in National Harbor in Maryland. And uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to be recognized with the Distingu- Distinguished Service Award. Uh, Paul Powers from Aurora High School up in northern Ohio received a National Federation Award, uh, Citation Award, at the luncheon on the day before. But it's uh, it's quite an event. I was very fortunate to uh, have my family there with me, and you know they're the reason that, that all this can happen because they sacrifice a lot to you know, have me at events or have me do my job and all that. So and I couldn't do this job without their support. But a number of Ohio ADs were, were there as well, which, which made it special, and, uh, and their congratulations. But it's... Uh, it's kind of it's kind of like the Golden Globes. It's uh, it's quite a, a presentation. They they march you in under the spotlight. They they bring you up on the stage. They recognize you. They give you a nice plaque and a nice meal. Um, it was really quite the experience. So I am uh, I am very fortunate to receive that and um, really just representative of the athletic directors in Southwest Ohio because we have such a good group uh, of athletic directors here. Um, to work with them is an honor, but also to represent them. You know, we all represent each other, and we can't do it without each other. So uh, I'm very fortunate and very humbled by the award. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. A great award for you. And you talked about having a great group of uh, athletic directors in the area. You have a great group of uh, student athletes and athletic squads at your school. Let's jump into the pool right away. Uh, Girls swimming team looking for their seventh straight league title. Obviously, I know you have an extra vested interest in this, and there's a lot of different layers to this team. Uh, You lost four terrific seniors from a year ago and uh, a lot of youth back now on this team, but they're still putting up results. How do you think this team has looked in the pool thus far? Uh, you know, it's really been something's really been difficult this year because there is a club meet in early December, and so we've only had one meet with our whole team together. Um, our club swimmers were still at that meet, boys and girls, and so uh, you know we'll be in the pool um, this weekend with Turpin, and we'll have our whole team together, which will really be a lot of fun. We'll get to see everyone together, um, and we we've had a number of practices where the club swimmers come and. A number of team activities. So even though we lost a a lot of our uh, uh, girls from last year with that team and, and our boys, that are very good swimmers. We have a really good core back and it's a really good spirit to this team. Uh, a really cohesive team. They've been doing a lot of uh, team building together. Coach Thoman, who uh, stepped in this year as our as our head coach, has been been doing a great job with them. So we're really excited to get the team back together um, this week. 
I think they're ready to go. We've got a few repairs going on here at the pool, which will um, just make our pool a lot better here in the next week. And so we're really excited to get them back. But they've been they've been uh, having some great results so far in their in their dual meets and tri meets, and uh, hopefully that keeps up. And uh, you know, we'll have the coaches classic here in another week, and then we focus on the CHL. So um, they're having a great season, and just want to see them continue that. Yeah, they are a lot of youth on the team, of course, but uh, still looking for that CHL title. Uh, take us over to the boys' side now. Back in action, uh, I believe this Saturday against Turpin. Uh, what are you looking to see from the boys as well? It's, like I said, it's early in the season for them as well. What are you looking from the boys' side? You know, the boys, like I said, we, we've got some of our club swimmers coming back with us. Um, the boys have been posting good times uh, so far. Our meets have been competitive. I, I think they've uh, won all their meets except one. Um, just like the girls, and so uh, just just looking to get everyone back together, you know, so our relays are a little bit more cohesive. We start getting the timing off the blocks together with them. Um, just really excited to have them back and have the full team back together. Let's move over to a different kind of lane. Let's move to the bowling alley and the boys bowling right in the mix in the CHL thus far. Uh, Dylan Burr has been terrific thus far, leading the CHL and scoring two hundred two average. But he's not the only one. You've got a couple of other. Uh, young men that are uh, putting up consistent results as well. Yeah, we we are. Uh, uh, Dylan basically lives in the. Uh, <laughs> he basically lives in the lanes. I think you can find him any day that there's uh, that there's not school. So, uh, but he, but he's been doing a great job. Stephen Banks has been bowling well for us. Zach Dutro uh, and Sammy Hankel. So that that core of the team is back from last year. Uh, they're bowling well. Uh, they're going to have their work cut out to, to catch Redding here in the league. Um, but they're bowling well. We had some tournaments over break and just looking for uh, continued success out of them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for them on, on the girls' side, it's kind of been an interesting year looking at looking at just the base numbers for the girls' team, struggling record wise. But you're looking at the team scoring wise; they're third in the league in team scoring, and yet just the result, the team results haven't been there yet. Has that been frustrating when you've been talking to Coach Pollington? No, um, you know, with with the bowling because uh, it's kind of new. This is the first year that we've had a complete team with the girls. You know, uh, I think last year. We, I think we had four or five. Um, this year we have uh, about nine, eight or nine girls, I guess, bowling. And so we have more of a team, and so we're rotating you know, some, some kids in. Um, we've got a lot of younger bowlers this year. And so um, you know, supporting Ashley, supporting Julia, who have been our, our bowlers the last couple of years. Michelle Tatro came out this year, and, uh, and Carolyn Romick's been there for the last couple of years as well. And their scores are increasing, so they're in there. Um, there's just some good girls bowling this year, but uh, hopefully they can uh, put things together when sectionals come. Maybe we can sneak into a uh, into a district berth. But it's um, there, there's a lot of good bowler girl bowlers here in the city. Yeah, there really is across the board. And that's what's so interesting about it. The team scoring has been there. It, it, what's it been like for you as an athletic director? As you talked about, you've been having uh, more and more girls come out for the team. What's it been like for you to watch this program build from that perspective? Well, Jim Barr has been our head coach since we've added the program, and uh, we kind of did the switch. We had wrestling, and the numbers were dwindling, 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 so we decided to try bowling, and it, it just took off immediately. So we had a program where we had three or four athletes in it to a program now between boys and girls. We've got 25, 27 athletes in there. So uh, a lot more participation for those kids, some of those wrestlers. 
came over and became bowlers. A couple of them became swimmers. Um, but it's just really good to, to see them come out. Coach Barr has done a really good job at getting the kids to come out, get involved with bowling to at least try it. He's done some things with our junior high kids to get them to come out and, and try bowling as well. And we have a great support system at Madison Bowl. Uh, the staff at Madison Bowl has been great working with our athletes, getting our athletes in for practice. They've uh, allowed us to host a Division II tournament right before Christmas. We'll probably do a uh, CHL um, Miami Valley showdown here uh, right before the tournament time comes up where we'll start bowling in the, the tournament-like matches. So just their support system there, and it's a great lane. Um, you know, they, they, just, they just have great service all around for any bowler, so people are looking to open bowl, you know, try Madison sometime. But it's really been great to see. Um, it's really taken off and um, to the point where we have competition for spots, not just you know, five people showing up to, to bowl every day. And a busy week for both teams as well against Taylor and uh, Northeastern coming up a little bit later this week. So best of luck to them. Let's move over to the hardwood. Uh, boys basketball has kind of been a roller coaster season uh, thus far. A brutal December, and it seemed like just couldn't really get momentum going. But turn the corner, new year, couple of wins in a row to start uh, January here. And you're talking with Coach Caldwell. Where do you feel like this team's mindset is right now? You know, uh, things are never as bad as they appear when things are going bad and things are never as good as they appear when things are going as well. And that's pretty much the story for the boys basketball team is that the schedule they've played has been a, has been a grueling schedule. We knew it was going to be tough when we scheduled going in. We got the win with seven Hills, but then Taylor is having an outstanding year, maybe with one loss. Uh, Indian Hill, Wyoming are both tremendous programs. Finneytown's having a great season this year. Around Northeastern, I think has one loss. I think they're nine and one. So that's been our December schedule going in, and um, we knew we'd catch a little bit of a break here, and we did. Um, got wins on Friday against Reading, and then a win on Saturday against Norwood. Just to catch our breath, the, the team is not shooting well right now uh, as a whole, although we have some outstanding performers. Um, but we're starting to turn the corner, as Coach Caldwell has said. Um, the kids continue to have a great attitude. They continue to work hard. They continue to be good teammates to each other. So as long as that stuff's in place, everything else is going to shake out. Um, but you know, we, we have some guys playing some nice seasons together. I kind of glanced at it yesterday. I, I think Austin um, McGowan is our leading scorer for the boys. And I think Ryan Matteris is near the top of his uh, field goal percentage in the league, which has uh, been a great trans. Uh, uh, transgression for him as he goes through with his development as a basketball player. So different guys being the leaders during different games. Those two have been pretty solid all year, and we just look to continue that going forward. forward. Um, I think we're on the road all week with Georgetown on Tuesday. We're at Deer Park on on uh, Friday, and then I think we're at Goshen on Saturday. So three road games, and we come back home uh, in about another week, put things back together. But they're still working hard, so hopefully things start shaking out for them and they just start seeing that reward in W's here on the, on the standing board. Yeah, and hopefully can pick up a couple of uh, road wins there. In fact, l- l- why not? Yep. L- let's just go get all three road wins this week and make it even better. That'd be good. Start climbing <laughs> up towards 500. There you go. Uh, let's move over to the girls' side here as we're wrapping things up. and uh, they, they are playing very, very well. 8-3 uh, and three overall, 4-1 and one in the league. Uh, defense doing the job right now, holding teams to 34 points per game. Do you look at that as the key 
for this team to reclaim a league title? I know Coach Spring always preaches defense, and uh, as much as he likes the offense, defense always comes first in his uh, in his game plans. And so you're right. If you shut teams down, you don't have to worry about scoring as much. And he's lost some scores from last year, but his core coming back with Kendall Dewey and Olivia Nacioni, they've been giving him a good amount of scoring. Then he's had um, you know, some other players step up, like Kendall Spring and, and Amy Muller, getting some good points as well throughout the season. So the league is going to be tough this year. Uh, Indian Hill is, is very tough with Antonucci up there, uh, just trying to catch them in the run. And then, uh, you know, Wyoming, Taylor, all of them are having uh, good seasons as well. We have them coming up on the schedule as well. We still haven't faced our, our rival Madera yet. So um, they're going to have a little bit of work cut out for them. The schedule gets a little bit, I want to get easier, gets a little bit more spread out. It was pretty condensed there as we started the season. A couple Monday games, a couple uh, Thursday, Saturday games. So we, we get things spread out a little bit here in January, um, get, keep their legs under them, and then get ready for the tournament here. But the Indian Hill game, um, that's going to be circled on everyone's calendar on the 27th here. Uh, it's going to be a Mercy Health game. Um, probably a big crowd. It's going to be a big showdown. Uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, league decisions made on that night. Yeah, absolutely. So, as you said, uh, two games this week at Deer Park uh, on Tuesday and then the, the rivalry game against Madeira on Saturday. I want to touch a little bit more on Kendall Dewey. You talked about her just a moment ago being one of your key returners, and uh, she's been productive this season, seventh in the league at 14 points per game. She's third in assists, fifth in field goal percentage. How, how do you think she's handling the pressure of being the one that uh, like a lot of outside folks are keeping their eye on to say she's the one we have to focus on? How is she handling that pressure? She seems to handle as well. Um, she's a gamer. She's a competitor. Um, you know, we can say that about her. And we can say that about Olivia Nacioni. When you watch those two, Kendall, of course, plays soccer, basketball, and lacrosse. And Olivia is uh, soccer, basketball, and track. But but they're competitors, and uh, especially Dewey. She comes to play. She's ready. She accepts the challenge. She's just she's just a gamer. You watch her in the court, and and I just really like the. The approach that that she has to the game, she's just always ready. She's always up to the challenge. But uh, like I said, when you when you throw her in the mix and you throw Nacioni in there, boy, they're just those two are really tenacious. Just three sport athletes that are fun to watch in all their sports, and uh, you know they're going, they're going to carry this team a lot as we go through the uh, as we go through January. And the the younger players in the team are following their example, and, and they're going to follow the lead. We certainly wish the best of luck to them this week against Deer Park and, as you said, the rivalry game against Madeira on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Tom, we are out of time here today. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us here once again on the Weekly 80 Podcast, and once again we congratulate you on your Distinguished Service Award as an athletic director. Thank you very much. That is Tom Neural, Marymount High School Athletic Director, and you've been listening to This Week in Marymount Warrior Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. <laughs>